Hi, my name is Melanie Thorley and welcome to the Lawcast. This is Christy Santana and we're from MJT Law. Yes. And uh, what are we talking about today? Well, as we all know, uh, we have a new federal government. Well, not everybody else. We do well, have some We do have some viewers overseas. So those of you who don't know, mm. we had an election on the weekend and we have... A change of government. Change of government. So we now have the Federal Labour Party is in power. After, um, what, a decade of... Yeah, it'd be close to a decade, I think. Yeah. Um, um, and... One of the things we we flagged from the very outset of the, I know the campaign only technically went for thirty days, but the campaigns were going for six months. Um, was there will be a change? Yeah. In the employment area, one way or another. Yeah, it's a good chance for everyone because we only have three year terms here in Australia, mm. and it means that for those of you who have any political. Um, interest at all, you know that you have to start polling for the next election pretty much within about two <laughs> years of the election itself. Someone's even earlier. Yeah, so you really, you really only got a very short time, but I think both governments were looking at major changes. So yeah, yeah. So they probably it didn't play that much of a role, I think, in the campaign no, itself. I think didn't. cost of living really took uh, yeah. took the more. Just like Australia, just like many, many countries, is suffering from inflation. Mm. We've got just, and we have a um, supply shortage, just like many, many other countries do. So mm. we're 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 suffering just like a lot yeah. of countries are in that setup. So there was that was a that there was a lot going on. There. Yeah. So I think that really took the kind of primary focus of the campaign. But nevertheless, both parties did flag what changes they'd like to make um, to the employment area. What have you got for us? And one of the interesting things I think about the political atmosphere here in Australia, at least on a federal level, is the differing of opinion on employment couldn't be more stark. It couldn't be more on opposite ends of the spectrums. Um, and one of the two kind of key areas for both parties, which they take exactly opposite positions on, okay. is... Hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me guess. Actually, it, I'll give you a guess because it's, I get a, I want to guess. It's the not the obvious. No, maybe depending, but it, I think it is the two most not so much controversial, but most divisive areas of, of employment. Uh, I'm going to say casual workers, and I'm going to and I'm going to say contractors. That are the two. Bang bang. Yes. Bang bang. <laughs> you've uh, you've hit it on the head. <laughs> so. On one hand, I suppose it's probably important that we kind of recap where we're at with mm. at least casual and and contract. Well, okay, we only got thirty minutes, so we're doing about thirty yep, seconds. Go for it. <laughs> I'll hand it over to you because I know that you repeat this often for our clients. Okay, so we've we've had a bunch of. I'm talking about casuals first. We've had a bunch of changes as casuals over the last sort of five years. Started with one case, moved to another, and ended up in, in one more case. Essentially, after a bunch of. Um, cases that went through to the High Court. We've come to the we've come to the situation where a casual is a casual if it's in their contract and you understand it to be a casual from the moment they that you start your employment relationship. There was a lot going on there about form versus substance, quacks like a duck, walks like mm. a duck, you're a casual if it's if there's a duck walking around. <laughs> it's kind of a lot of that's been set aside now mm. and casual has a definition which we never had before. Yeah. So I was thinking that if 
the coalition government, which for all of those not in Australia is more the conservative side of our um, government system, I thought they were going to basically get rid of casuals. I think if anybody's been a regular viewer mm. of the Lawcast, they will know that I'm a really actually quite critical of the way Australia has been operating in a casual employment mm. space. We probably have a workforce who are casual of maybe 40% or more. I don't think that's great for the, mm. for the country and stability, so on and so forth. So I have a personal mm. or I have a personal view on casuals and I also have a, a legal view mm. on casuals. But that's a casual one. Con contractors, on the other hand, there's been some very, very new changes. To yeah, we're talking three months, two yeah, months ago. Like eight weeks ago, we had a decision come down from the High Court, which really turned us from... Again, substance over form, walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, uh, to, no, nah, if, you're, if you're a contractor and it says in your contract you're a contractor, then you're a contractor, dude. Yeah. We still don't know how that's going to play out with the rest of what we know. Mm. Earlier, we had this kind of indicator thing that we had to go through. There was a list where you, did you have control over your work? Could you palm it off onto someone else? Uh, do you get paid an hourly rate? Did you have to wear the uniform? Yeah, it was a great big list. It was a massive list. And uh, we had to go through that list and make a decision based on that, whether or not we thought the courts would conclude they were mm. a contractor or an employee. And of course, there was a whole pile of tax um, consequences to that as well. Uh, from the ATO's perspective, I don't know what's changed there because I'm not really that type of mm. lawyer. But from an employment law perspective, again, we're going back to the contract. What does the contract say? Uh, and the case was actually a really interesting one yeah. about a couple of truck drivers who were employees and then in the 80s turned into contractors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then years later, when they were finally, the, the contracts were finally terminated, the unions got involved and said, hang on, they're employees. So it was a fascinating... They a whole bunch of money because of it. I think it was a bit of a how's it going case to begin with. But were, I can see the argument. Yeah, because they were contractors for 40 years before yeah. they decided to complain about it. But, you know, they have a right exercise the right yeah. so that's where we're at contracts now are and you're king. yes you're, you like to use the word king they yeah. are they are the the defining often the defining mm. factor of what the relationship is mm. so contract interpretation is um it be... takes the kind of lead area yeah instead of the common law interpretation i mean uh, so, where we're at absolutely at this point is you're right it is contract is king a well-drafted contract will take Precedent. Precedent and very difficult to overcome. Yeah. Um, so that's where we're at. I suspect that that's about to all be reversed. <laughs> what uh, are you saying, Mr. <laughs> Nisaytana? Um, the, I know that we have just We've chopped just and changed our mindset. We literally got there this year. This is it. All, yep. This has all happened this year, um, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. So the Labour Party in their... Uh, Manifest. In their... Um, ALP policy, which was actually outlined about a year ago now, um, and they carried it through the campaign, was firstly to put a objective test into the Fair Work Act for okay. casual employees. Right. And the objective test, although they didn't outline it in great detail because it didn't really get fleshed out because of the campaign, it didn't really get the scrutiny it probably needed, um, I suspect it's going to be largely reflective of Holston Varbu, which is that great big 
list that we were previously applying before. So when Chris says objective test, what he's saying is instead of what did the parties agree on, subjectively what each party understood the relationship to be at the time, it, it goes to it gets thrown back out to what does it look like? Is it walking yeah. like a duck? Is it quacking like a duck? So that's yeah. what you're saying. So right? and allowing the ability for one where although they agreed, for example, that someone is a casual employee at the time and the contract is appears pretty clear. Uh, over the course of their employment, you know, it might change or it just never really was in the first place because of an objective test based on, for example, what their payslip was saying, were they getting annual leave, things like that, um, such that all their entitlements might flow from their point onwards. Right. And we're now back. back. <laughs> uh, we're back at Apple Scheme. Yeah, um, we're, we're back to like two years ago, two and a half, or maybe three years ago where we had this other proposition. Oh. Um, where do you think that's gonna let's let's say that happens because you and we're, I have always yeah, said back. when we're at change of when we're in change of government we're gonna get change. Um so let's let's say the employment regime changes again. That's gonna make a lot of people very uncomfortable because yeah. they're not gonna know what the uncertainty is. The uncertainty is often But what do you think that means? For for who exactly? Well, just just what what do you think it's going to do later? Like at the moment, we've got employees who are coming to us saying, "Am I entitled to something?" And mm. we're right now we're saying probably not, based on mm. uh, where where the current law is. Are you going to say, "Yeah, you might have something"? Well, one of the difficulties is we're in a bit in flux at the moment because this is just a policy and mm. haven't actually implemented something. But I haven't got it through the house. But as I suppose as lawyers, I think it's important that we keep up to date with what it might change because, for example, if we get a employer that comes to us and they want to employ it casual and they're mindful of these types of issues, we have to be cognizant of the fact that this is a living document. That's right. And, you know, this might change in six months' time. And we're drafting these contracts for them and they want them to stay in, um, sit, be set in stone and this is the problem. How do we advise an employer who wants to hire a casual employee uh, and do all the things mm. that will make it look like it's a duck quacking and still say you're going to be okay. Mm. Well, if the if we think about overall implications, um, and I'll, if you remember this to when we talk about contractors as well, mm. I think all of this is intended to deter casual work and yeah. contracting work. Which I'm, I'm going to go out there on a limb and say, actually, I've already said it today, I'm a big fan of. I want casual workers to be just that. I want the work to be just, I don't know what my what my calendar's going to look like in two weeks. Mm. I Because what we have here in Australia is exactly what my father-in-law had. He was a casual employee working exactly the same hours <laughs> Every day for, for 38 hours a week for 10 years. Yeah. 10 years, people. How is that a casual? And he was getting rostered six months in Yeah, week. how is that a casual position? Um, but, but, and I, I think that's appalling because yeah. what they're doing is they're avoiding giving those individuals entitlements like sick leave, like holiday pay. Yes, they're getting paid at 25% loading, but I think that is not compensation for the, for the, for the, emotional support really that going on holiday will, yeah. will give yeah. uh, I just don't like it but we have an entire industry that hires casuals by the hundreds called labor hire companies yep. 
Yep. And uh, I suspect and that all of this is really aimed at that area. To attack of, um, an entire industry. Yeah. Yeah, because okay. you're right. There are areas where, there are absolutely areas where casual work makes sense. Yeah. You know, it makes a lot of yeah, sense. Yeah, you're working at a cafe makes and sense. there's 20 of you there and you're all on some crazy roster and you're flicking it all around. You're and, casual. And it works for everyone. Yeah. It should be said, there is a mutually beneficial yeah. arrangement there. I'm a student. I can only work Monday to Tuesday. My this, hours are all over the yeah, shop. Yeah, I'm doing this. I can do that. Can you swap with me? Yep. Perfect. Great. But the vast majority of casuals are not on that decision. They're like your father-in-law. Um, yeah. And I don't think, I think it should be refined. Hello, too. <laughs> I think it should be refined to, to your right, when it actually is that mutually beneficial arrangement. Yeah. But that's casual work. So tell me. What do you think of the term employee-like work because what does that even mean yes because employee-like work the ALPs and so, many people's kind of issue with contract work so is, this is work that looks like you're an employee I would love to see how they intend on defining this in a way that makes sense but they're calling it employee-like work <laughs> found a better term okay they might want to find a little bit better term. yeah I but what they're intending on doing is, on. is addressing the issue with contractors being used when it isn't really when appropriate they're actually an employee. when they're actually an employee yeah. um they, they they don't really work anywhere else except for in yeah. that organization they've yeah. got basically no control of their work yeah um they don't advertise to the wider world. All they're really doing is doing exactly what an employee does, just with an ABN. Yeah. And, and so, so there are some industries that this happens in, mm -hmm. like crazy. Cleaning is the one yep. industry that's massive in. So what happens in, a, in the cleaning industry is somebody will engage contractors to do work, which is very much like a permanent employee. Uh, they have to wear the uniform. They they don't supply their own mm. stuff, you know, so on and so forth. Um, and because in Australia we have minimum wage, it is not profitable for that business to hire them as employees because they can't afford to do that and run the business and make money. Mm. Uh, for instance, at the moment minimum wage is give or take 20 bucks. You can hire a cleaner for 12. Mm. if they're a contractor yep. because it's an agreement between two commercial parties essentially yeah. and the kind of broader understanding of benefit to that is that that person can get 12 bucks there 12 bucks somewhere else but the problem is quite often it isn't happening no. and quite no. often it's not even possible no uh considering the job they're doing the hours they might be doing yeah uh it just might not be possible um and but you can see there's a an advantage for an employer to kind of go through that type of process yeah. um but one of the other benefits to it is some of the other things that it, contractors don't get that employees get entitlements protection against uh unfair dismissals yeah there's also um and we've done this on a myth busting episode is uh quite often they're all entitled to super but because they're contractors this is a really interesting mm. one mm. because they're contractors uh, quite often they don't get their super or um, it's included in their rate. Yeah. And we know that the Superannuation Guarantee Administration Act specifically says you can't contract out a super. So even if you put into the contract that this rate, $12 an hour, includes their super, if that person doesn't pay the super, you're still on the hook, dude. Yep. 
And I, these, these are just little known facts. Mm. But yes, so we've got employee-like forms of work. So what have they said about those? Yeah, so what they want to do is define uh, for the purpose of the NES and as for the purpose of the unfair dismissal regime that it covers not just employees, but anyone who does employee-like work, which they are broadly including those who are exactly what we're talking about mm. there, who are mm. really just contractors who are working within solely to, within an organisation. What do they want to do with these peeps? Well... What's, what's the end game here? Have you managed to figure that out? Well, I mean, if they're going to be getting... What they want to do is, if they can, you know, if you terminate that type of contractor, they might bring an unfair dismissal application. If they're going to get all the entitlements that an employee ordinarily would have gotten, then I think this is really going to the fact that why not just employ them? So are we saying that the change is going to be not a contractual one? They'll still be contractors, but they're going to be caught in the Fair Work Act more? Yes. Is that how we're doing yes. this? Yes. We're allowed, like, like we allow casuals to file unfair dismissals if they can mm. show um, consistent and ongoing employment. Mm. These employee-like forms of employment, if they can show that, they're still caught with the unfair dismissal. Absolutely. Absolutely. So does that mean they're also caught with minimum wage? I mean, how are they going to work on that? Yeah. yeah. But so it would be an award-free minimum wage? Is that how we're doing it? I think this? they're thinking about also including this uh, definition and being mm. caught within the awards as well. Right, so we're going to capture all the construction workers. Yep. Poor little poppets, it's going to be difficult. Mm. Um, energy resource industry, the cleaning industry, uh, with some other big, big ticket industries, truck driving. Sorry, yes, yes. Um, road transport. In industry. fact, they they, uh, they quoted in in a speech in relation to this this policy that the previous regime was the death of the trucky, uh, and not driverless trucks <laughs> no 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 uh or you know planes and things like that but um, the death of the truck is a driverless truck dude yeah uh, i agree i agree but uh you can kind of see i mean they're they're going to be applying that objective test mm, as well mm. okay to uh to what an employee like situation is yeah. so again we're going against what the the High Court said about right. two months ago, uh, in a way that for most situations it's not going to be really beneficial to have that that contractor, uh, such that you're probably just going to wish to employ them because you get, if right. you're going to have all the costs, yeah. as an employee, if you're going to have Why all the costs, also... get all the benefits. Yeah, there's a lot of benefits. Mm -hmm. Sorry, just to stop you guys, if you guys can hear my little puppy whining, it's not because I'm, you know, stuffed it in a bag or anything like that. It's just, it wants me to play with a toy. And uh, it's just started that behavior. And we're and looking at, it. We're, in, we're investing in trying to stop it. Uh, and one of those one of those ways is to ignore the hell out of it. So we're not being mean. There's no, there's yeah. no cruelty going on here, apart from the puppy wanting to play and no, not playing. No, I think it's, I don't it's, think it's, it's cruel at all. No. So. No. Uh, tough love. <laughs> plenty um, of exercise these puppies get. They've just mm. been a little bit ratty at the moment. Yes. yes. Okay, so we've got they've got employee light. What else have you got for me? Well, I mean, they're the kind of two mm. two really like mm. main issues that that the ALP have have really put out. Yeah. Um, I suspect this is going to be one where they seek to largely either change the Fair Work Act entirely or put wide sweeping kind of amendments to it. One of the other things that 
they flagged quite some time ago when they uh, were discussing the amendments in relation to casual work, which had uh, there was a, there was a whole lot of amendments which were proposed in light of COVID. Mm. Uh, is the way entitlements and um, you know, things like unfair dismissal general protections are handled within the courts and commissions as well. Oh yes, because they were talking about raising the minimum um, small claims minimum from 20 to 50. Yes. And um, actually I spoke to three people this week that could have really benefited from that. Well, they're, like, they're at like 22, mm. 23,000. Yeah, I really like it. But this, the interesting thing about this casual one is mm. it has bipartisan support. Yes. We, we know that the coalition who are now, mm. we're probably going to do something too. Mm. I think they would have done it slightly differently. Yeah. But um, both parties have addressed the fact that casual work and contractors are the main issues of concern. <laughs> are the main issues of concern in employment at the moment. <laughs> Uh, and I think they're just really trying to tackle it in a slightly different way. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely right. Oh my god, my dog is annoying. <laughs> Looking, giving it eye contact just encourages. It's yeah. really actually quite naughty. Um, I, I actually really like it. I want to see how this plays out. Yeah, um, timeline. I think it'll probably. Next six months? I think, yeah, six months. I, they've they're got some other things. We've got some other things to do in the meantime. Yes, we've got a whole China thing happening mm. at the moment. Mm. We've got the um, Europe matter yes, kind of kicking off a little bit with our um, American buddies. Mm. Yes, and of course, nobody is left here to do it because they're all off. You know, the, mm. our um, new prime minister left within about six hours of being sworn in. Yes, whisked so away. He's, um, uh, he's popped out, and our foreign minister's not here at the moment. So there's, there's a lot of road, road kind of. There's a lot of trail. flux at the moment. But um, yeah, look, I, I think it'll be quite some time. They, it, it did probably didn't get the scrutiny it probably deserved, um, given its implications. So I think it'll probably go through fairly unchallenged because it, wasn't, it didn't really become an election issue. Um, but really to watch the space. Yeah, I'm really excited. Mm. This is something that actually I really want too. Yeah, well, I mean, we've been talking about it for some time okay. about these are really two issues that I'm not sure either, to be fair, I'm not sure either is, is perfect, mm. but I, I also can't necessarily put my finger on any, on any kind of solution to the, either yeah. of these issues. I think bottom line is Australia needs to move on from this weird relationship they have with casual workers mm. i think they if we want to go totally at will contract like the american mm. system then let's do it whatever we're doing now is just causing destruction i think so yeah watch the space i'll be fascinated to find out what's happening yeah, that. yeah so yeah that's uh that's what i have for this week i like it yes. i like it a lot yes. well everyone it's gonna be a little bit of a quick podcast today is there if anybody's got any opinions about how i can stop my dog from whining <laughs> feel free oh i want to do a shout out yes yes, yes. We, we've we've promised the shout out no so i think it's begin. awesome yeah i think we should totally do the shout out so we're at the oh no i think it was quest was Quest Escape Room. We're at the Quest Escape Room. Yes, yes. Up in Spring Hill, Peoples, um, right next to the Domino's Pizza. Yes, up there on the hill. And we went in and it was brilliant. Actually brilliant. I, I had a lot of fun. It's just the right amount of challenge. It was. We, I'm not sure, um, we got out, but I'm not sure we can say 
I'm not sure we were, given an extra, we were given an extra 20 minutes and we were given a little bit of help along the way. But not too much help. Not too much help. We were quite pig-headed about the help, to be fair. <laughs> but yeah, brilliant place to go, though. Absolutely. If anyone is looking for something for their team yeah. uh, to go to uh, and, you know, you want to have a bit of fun. Yeah, comfy, absolutely. clean space, too, which is, uh, yeah. yeah, it was brilliant, actually. Um, we went there to say goodbye to Phoebe. Yes. So we've lost a team member. She is following her dreams off to Germany. To Germany. Yeah. To, uh, so to do her master's degree. Yeah. So she's she's tootled off, and we're um, we're in the midst of finding someone new. But we went to the escape room as a goodbye, didn't yeah, we? Yeah. Had a great time. Yeah. So if anyone's out there, go yeah. absolutely visit Quest there in Spring Hill. Yeah. Brilliant. Shout out for them. Okay, everyone. Well, thank you very much for watching the Lawcast once more, and we'll be back in a new premises. Yes, we're moving offices in next week, and yes. so there'll be a different background <laughs> again. A different background again. Always changing it up. Fresh is always new. That's right. Good. Uh, and uh, yeah. We'll yeah, we'd well, like to welcome you back to our new premises in two weeks' time, and we'll see you then. Thanks, everyone, for watching. See you.